Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from. My name is Priscilla, a.k.a. Scylla. How's everyone doing? My name is Edward. And welcome to the Comment on My Podcast. Edward, it's supposed to be a, a together thing, a collaboration. Thanks. Every time, every, by the time I do it, you, you yell at me, so I stop doing it now. But keep going. Heard you didn't know I was yelling. Um, so today we have a special guest. Um, today we have my friend in Siki. In Siki, say hello. Hello. Um, so yeah, today we are going to let um, Edward take the lead and we're going to switch places. He's going to put me in the hot seat. And um, today we're going to be talking about female friendships and Edward, take it away. Appreciate it. Well, I'm in charge. Feels good now. I can tell you what to do now, right? So when I tell you what to do, you have to listen. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's pending, but go off, King. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, welcome. Welcome to the episode, ma'am. First... Tell me who you are, um, how do you know Priscilla, and then I'll start asking my pointed questions. Sure. Um, so I'm Siki. Um, I'm South African, Zulu specifically. I know Priscilla from um, college. Uh, so we went to the same school, and we actually met through um, a job we had um, on campus, um, basically soliciting donations. Um, and yeah, from the first time we spoke, we pretty much hit it off and here we are. All right. Tell me the truth now. Cause I don't really sound like Priscilla and how she makes friends, but no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh, that's great. That's great. So as Priscilla mentioned, this episode is about what do female friendships look like? Um, and I'm gonna change that. What, what do women friendships look like in many regards? So my first question is. Um, do you think adult woman friendships are different from non-adult woman friendships? Priscilla, I'm not you take the lead on that one. So when you, what do you mean by like, like so as you get, mm-hmm. go ahead. Are you saying like who, like my friendships when I was a teenager versus my friendships when I was an adult? Okay. Um, yes and no. So one thing about me, I've always wanted to be friends with specific people. I know that now as an adult, but it's something that I was just unconsciously doing as a teenager. I would befriend a lot of people, but the people that were close within me were people that looked like me. And when I say looked like me, I mean either shared common values or um, maybe our upbringing was somewhat similar. Um, And I think now as an adult, I'm being more, we like to use this word a lot, intentional about friendships. And I think my standards are a bit more higher and my expectations are a bit more higher. And as an adult, I now am discovering and rediscovering what I need from my friendships. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Do you agree with it? Would the, when you were growing up, Siki, would you have the same thought process of how you made your friends, once again, as a woman adult and as someone who's a non-adult? Um, I I actually do agree with um, Priscilla. Um, For myself, growing up, it was more about company than companionship with my friendships. So as as a youngin, it was more so about who um, was around for me to spend time with versus who actually aligns with who I am and my beliefs and my values. 
And uh, when I was a when I was younger, I wasn't really thinking much about like my needs in friendships, like this kind of support I need. And it was just more so about, um, like I said before, who was who was in close proximity. So, yeah, like Priscilla said, now it's a lot more intentional. Um, and I take my friendships a lot more seriously, I would say, um, which is why I have fewer friends as a woman versus a child. Makes sense. That makes sense. I appreciate it. So there's this recent narrative, maybe you saw it or not, that women friendships are more complicated than male friendships. First, do you agree with that narrative? And two, tell me why. Hmm. That's a really good question. I think the simpler answer is that men go about things like conversations and conflicts entirely different than women. I Well, let me not say entirely different. I, I still think a gender aside, it probably is a personality thing, but we know generally that men tend to be more logical with how they just go about things. So they don't really tend to harbor onto things as much. I think probably men are able to just uh, either have conversations and be like, hey, bro, this is what happened and I didn't like it. Or they're just able to like just toss it to the side and be like, all right, I'm just going to keep it pushing. Maybe sometimes with women, things are a bit more cattier. Things are a bit more dramatic. Once again, not saying that men, male friendships or friendships within men cannot look that same way. But um, I also, I guess the researcher in me is also trying to ask what do you mean by complicated and complicated in what sense? Because I don't think that's enough context. When males become friends with other males, they tend to last longer, probably um, gone through more, and always tend to bounce back. But once again, we're talking about narratives. I don't mean the absolute is true that every situation is like this. But with women friendships, it seems like they have a more they're more susceptible to falling out, whether it's you know for school, work, romantic issues, or what have you. And I just want to know, do you guys think that's true? Like, is it harder to keep a woman friend for longer periods of time than a male friend? And for what I'm hearing for you, Priscilla, you're saying because of this logical aspect, to some degree, men don't tend to harbor on stuff as much as women friends. And we kind of talk more in a logical way. That is, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you said? Yeah, like, to a certain extent, I think that's some of my answer. And I, I think from what I've understood about men and what I've observed about their male friendships, it's generally just more easygoing because I, I don't know, I, I can't really articulate why, but I just think that for men, it's just more easygoing and you guys are just not into, well, generally speaking, you guys are just not really into bringing things like drama. Like you guys can bond over sports all day and that could very much be the basis of a friendship. And then it'd be like, well, I don't like football but I like basketball and you'll be like, Oh, okay, cool. So then we'll go to basketball games or you'll talk about teams or you'll do your fantasy teams and you'll talk about betting and all that stuff. So no like, what you know about fancy? I mean, I'm no little stone, but okay. it's not about that right now. So I think, um, I think yeah, you guys can bond over maybe simple, just what are supposed to be deemed as like male specific topics or interests like sports and stuff. Not to say that women are not, um, interested in those things, but I just think that generally from what I've seen, you guys can bond over things like that and music and cars and, you know, all that typical stuff. And then that would just be the basis of a friendship. But um, I don't know if it's complicated because speaking to and seeking and I's friendship, I think 
and and Siki, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've only had like one one disagreement, and that was it. But like we've been able to whatever would seem to we've had to we've had to okay. Mm-hmm. So and we've been friends. I've been counting. I've been counting. We had two um, it's on the Excel sheet. So I think, um, and that's two disagreements within an almost 10 year friendship. So really that's not a lot. And whatever has seemed complicated, clearly our friendship has been able to withstand what would, what, what would be deemed complicated. But, um, I don't know, Siki, what do you think? No, I, I, I agree with you, um, on that part. Um, I also do think that when, I can't really speak from experience because um, truthfully, I don't have um, male friends like that. Um, But what I have seen um, just based on social media is that sometimes um, women's friendships can be a bit complicated because there are sometimes people are a lot more covert um, when it comes to certain things like jealousy. I've seen jealousy being a big topic where people, um, women specifically, um, kind of internalize the comparison they have with somebody else. So um, I've heard a lot of like um, things about women being jealous about like how somebody else looks or the amount of attention they get from the opposite sex or um, whatever their preference is um, and things of that nature. Whereas, like you said before, men can pretty much bond on game on things like gaming um, and, you know, be cool with that. Um, I have had though um, a male friendship and I would say that, with women, I just find it to be a lot more emotionally fulfilling, um, especially because I can relate to women on a level that um, men can't really relate to me. Um, so in my personal experience, uh, women friendships have not been complicated per se. Thank you, I appreciate that perspective. So you mentioned you and Siki been friends for 10 years. And, you know, I guess there, you know, the debate is out whether it's one time, two time of this disagreement you guys had. But how specifically, getting about your all's friendship, how will you describe that y'all maintain this friendship? I'm assuming y'all don't live in the same state or city. I'm assuming y'all both have careers. <laughs> I'm assuming you both have personal lives like every other adult in the world. So how do you guys maintain a 10-year friendship and a true friendship, not just happy birthday, Merry Christmas, how are you checking in, but actually engaging one another intellectual thought for days or weeks or months on end? So yeah, so I think we were just recently talking about this. So we've been friends for almost 10 years. Or let's say it's between the eight to 10-year mark. Um... For me, friendships are similar to relationships where you have to learn to accept people through different seasons. And I think I've had that with Nsiki where maybe she was at a, at a certain phase in her life and I kind of just let her be her. And I didn't let that taint whatever. I didn't try to manipulate or mold the friendship to a certain thing that I wanted, right? So even when you come across your friendships, they're going to be 
friends that are going through certain seasons in your life that you may not understand, you may not know how to help you. They may not even need your help. You just have to kind of sit back and let them do them. And yeah, we're, you're right. We don't live in the same city. Um, and we, you know, similar to you and I, Edward, we have a time zone barrier, but honestly, I don't think it's ever been something that I was logically like, okay, so how am I going to keep in touch with NCP because she's here, she's there. I mean, she spoke to me when I was living in South Africa. She spoke to me when I was living in Ghana. Like, I just think- London. London. Um, sorry, girl. Thank you. Thank you for the resume. <laughs> Gotta keep it going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, she just- I just think it's a matter of like, this is, this is my friend. And, and if she wants to talk to me, I'm, you know, like not even if she wants to talk to me, I just know that she's going to want to hear from me the same way that I equally want to hear from her. Um, I think another thing about our friendship is our communication just makes it easier for us to just talk to each other. So um, I don't think it's, and I think we, I think the values are similar as well because in Sika and I, I don't think we've ever intentionally brought drama to each other's lives. And I don't think we've, we've deliberately brought drama into each other's lives. I don't think it's been like, oh, you did this and, you know, I didn't like this and you were causing drama and you were sowing, you know, issues and gossip. It's it's never been like that. So I think we're both on the same page um, when it comes to how we go into friendships and the things that we do to maintain it. So obviously when I'm in New York City, I make time to see her. And that's what happened. So the last time I was in New York City before I went to Ghana, I went, I made sure that I went to go see her. Um, that's me being intentional. That's me putting the effort there. Um, and like I said, just talking. And there was times that like I didn't hear from Mintiki, I think, for a couple months because, you know, it was later revealed to me that she was going through something. Fair enough, right? Like, I also have my moments where I will probably disappear and not talk and not reach out. And thankfully, she has the heart to know that it was nothing personal, it was nothing towards her. And, you know, when we were ready to talk about it or she was not ready to talk about it, we would just, we held space for each other. And, you know, we just let each other be ourselves until we decided that we can talk about a certain issue and grow through things together. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's, it also just comes from accepting, like you said earlier, um, each other for who we are, because I mean, we're, we are very different. Um, we are very different people, but we also um, are able to understand um, each other so that we can meet each other where we're at, you know, or where the other person is at too. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, for us, it's more so there's a kind of emotional, like intimacy and support that, um, we both are able to provide for each other. Um, and I think we, we have reached like a point in our, uh, in our friendship where we, we understand like what each other needs at any certain given moment. And also um, we don't really take things personal. Like you said, things like um, a short hiatus or, you know, if somebody calls attention to something that somebody else doesn't like, it's not really seen as an attack, but more so like it is what it is kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you would think that, for friendships to work, that people have to be like super similar. But for us, it's just pretty much having um, like 
the space, like you said before, um, being able to hold space for each other um, and not impose like our own views on the other person either, so. I think it takes a skill of objectivity for you to have the kind of friendship that Nsiki and I have that I think it's hard for other people to do because people are trying to see you through their own lens as opposed to just seeing you for exactly how you appear and you show up. I think that's really hard to do because yeah, like sometimes we're similar in thinking, but in terms of like the decisions we make and the lifestyles that we want or just everyday things, like we're entirely different. And for whatever reason, like Nsiki said, that would be the main cause for our friendship to not be able to work. But it's that's just really not been the case. And I think, you know, um, it's funny because you and I, Edward, have talked about the fact that I don't know what jealousy looks like in female friendships, but I can tell you right now, I've never had that from Nsiki. So that just takes a whole load off of me because I'm sure I've been around women where there might've been jealousy, but I just was not able to notice it or, you know, be able to see it for what it was. And I, I think like, if, if you're going into friendships being jealous of someone, that intent already, I don't think that friendship, that foundation of the friendship is just not going to last. Unless you come out and you're actually honest with the other person to say, hey, there was a time that, there was a time or season that I was jealous of you because you did X, Y, Z. Um, or, you know, I don't understand why, you, like you said in Tiki, like, oh, you get intention from this person and I don't get it. I think that's probably stemming from that person and what they are um, not feeling secure about, but you can't really show up in friendships like that. So it's okay to have insecurities, but don't let that taint the friendship because, you know, if, if you are believing that you're friends with good people, you would also believe that they're not doing anything or their actions are not doing anything to personally attack you, like what Nsiki said. And I think a lot of it also has to do with trust as well, because it's like, there's no question between us that like, we each want what's best for each other. And we're constantly gassing each other up too, because you know, um, sometimes your self-perception is completely different from how other people view you. So, you know, like there's certain times where you feel like, you know, you're either a failure, you're not where you're supposed to be in life and blah, blah, blah. And I think what we help each other with a lot is also, you know, bringing into perspective how far we've come and things like that. And, and what, um, what good we can see in ourselves um, and all those other, and all those other things. So I think it's also the fact that we hold each other to like a high regard. So it also, it also helps that, you know, if, if she's going through something, she knows she can come to me and one, be validated, but then also be given like an objective perspective versus, you know, feeling like she's not being heard or whatever the case may be, or being sold a dream, you know? So. Well, you know what Drake said, you know, you're real when you are who you think you are. So this perception, bars, bars. Um, you guys said a lot right there. And the one couple things that stand out to me was the support and intimacy aspect of female friendship that sometimes, yeah, I, I don't, you know, me being the only male on this call, I, I, and I think I told you, Priscilla, you know, as I'm elevating with my male friendships, there is a support intimacy, but it's also a desire of moving and progression to the future. 
So the coin I phrased that money, power, success, which not everybody agrees with, but you got to understand as a male, that's what we think about, especially when you get into that provider perspective, you know, because if we don't have those three things to a certain degree as a man, I don't know how much of a man can you really feel to some degree. Once again, every man is different. Every man has different ideologies um, and perspectives. But for me, you know, as a provider to provide for my loved ones, my family, my friends, and me growing up in the household I did, what I had to learn at a very young age to help my mom is one of those things where those friends is what I look for now. You know, that's why I have a lot of male mentors. I hang out with them a lot. And we talk about these things like, how do you be the best husband you can be, the best father? How do you manage your money? How do you put money in this place? How do you buy land? How do, there's all these things that we're not just talking about. I know, I know it's, a, you know, it, it, earlier it wasn't all about sports, but now instead of elevating is more about this money power success element of trying to be the best man I can be for my future wife, for my future children, for my future friends in that regard. Something else that you guys mentioned was, and Priscilla, we talked about this, about this similarity you have, that you are a very objective friend. When you say things, you don't say based on your own experiences from what you learned on your childhood growing up. It's like you really sit back and listen and be very objective. I told you, that's that's a trait. Not everybody has that trait to be an objective friend without putting their own biases or experiences the way they grew up from their parents, from their, you know, childhood experiences. And like, wow, that's that's rare in a friend. So as Niziki said, yeah, that's why you are become a great objective friend because people can talk to you about things and one, you don't get prideful, two, you don't get emotional, and three, you don't try to input your value into mine. Even if I don't agree with it, that's your perspective. All right, all right, that's enough. You know, child, yes, you know, that's enough, that's enough. Up. Tell right. me more. I love it here. Well, uh, let yeah, me, yeah, let yeah. me just say for the record, I am objective. And then if I feel that there is a time and place to say, like, hey, from my experience, this is what I've also witnessed, I will do that as well. But I do understand what you guys are saying. Like, yes, I won't necessarily be like, no, you need to do this because this is what I did in this particular situation that you're in. Um, in terms of the emotional part, I am an emotional being. I do have emotions. That was part of, you know, the manual. But um, I guess I try not to, or I guess it's not innate in me to just always be completely... Um, like, I don't tend to take my emotions off the hedge, if that makes sense. So I, I think maybe that's why it helps to listen. And also, if you want to be able to know what to say, right? Because I think a lot of people struggle with, oh, what do I say to this friend that needs my help? The, the tool to that is being an active listener and not acting and not actively listening just to have your turn to speak, but like actively listen so that you can understand what the person is saying. Because sometimes, and Siki has come to me and I've come to Siki, and just by listening to her, I'm able to just be like, oh, okay, this is pro this is what she's saying, and possibly this is how she's feeling. And the most common sense question I will ask is, um, "Am I understanding you, or is that what you're trying to say, or is that what you're is that what you mean?" And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But you know, I just think that in order for you to be objective, you have to take yourself out of it, and you just really just have to listen because that person coming to you is really not about you; it's really about them. So, but thanks for the compliment, guys. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I mentioned pride. Do you think there's pride in women in women friendships? There can be. I think it's just a personality thing as opposed to a 
gender thing, I don't know what that yeah. looks like the same way that I've struggled with the whole jealousy thing. So I maybe Nsiki has more to speak about that, but pride could also be that um, someone is having a hard time. Would an example of pride be like more so, oh, um, I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to stand firm in the fact that I'm right or like, I don't really, I don't really know. It's to that degree. Um, well, the opposite, actually. I give you advice. You're not taking my advice. So now you're a bad friend for me because you didn't take my advice. And for me, that's mm-hmm. an element of pride because, like, you came to me for advice. I gave you some advice. And one way or another, you took someone else's advice or you did your own thing. And now I feel some type of way because why you asked me for advice in the first place? Oh, um, I mean, I guess not really to that degree per se, but it's funny, Brazil and I were talking about this the other day, specifically like when friends come to you about, you know, their partner, their significant other. And it's like when, when people come to you and they complain to you about their significant other and you let them know what your opinion is and whatever the case may be, um, and more often than not, they end up going back to that person, but then they keep coming back and basically telling you the same story in, in like, um, in like a different space in their relationship or whatever the case may be. Um, I wouldn't call it pride. I would call it more of a boundary where it's just like, okay, at this point, you know, I've already told you what I think. And as much as you are my friend and I want to support you you're not changing anything and you keep coming back to me with the same story. So it's more so like, I wouldn't really want to like hear that from um, a friend of mine, like constantly, especially because I care about them. Um, That, you know, cause like now I look at your partner in a certain way and I don't like your partner for you, but it's like, you're not going to, you're not going to change any of your behaviors. And I still have to be stuck with like, this emotional baggage of everything that you're going through. I wouldn't call that pride though. I would call that more of like a, a boundary kind of thing. Cause I don't think anyone has the right to be like, Oh, you should take my advice because everybody has sovereignty and everybody can make whatever this the decisions they want to make. Cause you know, um, that's part of adulthood. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, yeah, the way I process that is more of like a boundary than pride. And I think for me, um, it would just show me that the person hasn't truly accepted their friend for who they are. If it's like, oh, well, I gave you my advice and you didn't listen to it. Or it's an impatience thing that that person has to be like, oh, well, I told you this and I'm just expecting that you would take what I said and quickly implement it. I like that's you making it about you and not making it about your friend because to say that you followed every advice that you were given I also think would probably not be like parallel to that situation either so um it's not fair to for me to go to Nsiki and be like oh well I told you this and this is what you should have done um I think on both ends there's probably been suggestions that we've given to each other that the other person didn't follow and it's just a matter of okay well you chose not to follow it and you know whatever whatever is on the other side of you not following it is just that. And you will just have to meet with those consequences, not in a very 
punishment kind of way or negative kind of way, but that's just life. You make your decisions good or bad and it comes with consequences. Um, and that's just, it, it just, it is what it is situation. So um We've never had that kind of issue, I don't think. Um, or maybe in the beginning, I probably, I know for me, I tend to have a personality where it's like, you know, the house is on fire, like literally leave. But then also understanding if the person chooses to not leave, I, me not like, it doesn't mean that I'm accepting that the person is probably doing something that's self-sabotaging or whatever the case may be. It's just being like, okay, cool. Maybe that person is just not where they're at to want to leave if the house is on fire, but not to scold them for it because that's only going to make things worse. So I don't necessarily think that it's, it's, it's about that. And that's not something that has happened, but I also think it's a matter of maturation and friendships. Like how, how the same thing that we said in that, you know, lovers and friends or lovers versus friends episode, it's, it's like, how much are you willing to mature in your friendship to really want to make it work and for you to really have these, you know, necessary but hard conversations? Um, I, and Siki and I had talked about this. Like, I don't understand why people don't go to their friends and ask, how can I be a better friend? What areas do I need to improve? Because, like, I love Nsiki. That's it. I may not tell her that all the time, but I do love her. And I love her enough to know that if I'm ever doing something wrong, um, I want to be made aware of that. If I am being prideful, tell me. If I am being arrogant, tell me. If I stepped over a boundary, tell me. Because that's what you do in any relationship. You communicate, you let the other person know, you'd be willing to receive the feedback, the constructive criticism. And, you know, anything that does not look out, anything that looks outside of that, whether it's speed and negativity, then, you know, you just have to act accordingly because not everyone has your best interest. And I think that may be the, the, the issue sometimes in some women friendships that some friends don't have your best interest at heart. So that has its, you know, its own agenda, but that truly isn't the case for NCQ and I. I appreciate it. Um, I guess my last thought and some takeaways from this conversation are, is, I know with male friends, we do a lot of cross-friending, meaning like my male friends are close to my other male friends. So we all become friends to some degree. We we'll say for women friendships in general, but maybe for y'all friendships, are your woman friends friends with Ezekiel and vice versa? Or this is like an exclusive, like this is our friendship. And you sometimes try to protect that and not mix it with other friends of friends. And then your takeaways after that. Uh, so I know that because we went to college together, we would just have mutual friends. So Nsiki would know the same people that I know and then vice versa, I would know some people that she knows. Um, I think there's one person that Nsiki has introduced me to that I kind of talk to here and there. Um, not so often, but you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And unfortunately, because we're also in different locations, I don't think Nsiki has met a lot of my other friends. Um, whereby she might tell me about them, or maybe if I'm talking to the CK, I'll be like, oh, my friend, such and such. So she'll probably know them, but I don't think it's enough to say that she's met them or it's strong enough that she can start having conversations with um, my other friends. So, I mean, for myself, yeah. Um, for myself, personally, I have introduced um, some of my like women friends. Um, well, this was more so when I was younger where I would have my friends interact and stuff like that. But um, I always function best in one-on-one -on -one relationships rather than like group relationships, um, especially because sometimes it gets a little difficult if like um, some people aren't on the same page and all this other stuff. Um, so 
No, for, for me in my life right now and with our friendship, um, aside from that, that one person that she mentioned, we don't really um, have any um, other people out like within our friendship um, at all. So, yeah, I also just I, I also just have like a few friends in my life. And I mean, just despite the geographical distance, um, I only feel comfortable really like with Priscilla and maybe like two or three other people. And that's just been like my friendships for the past, I want to say five or so years. Um, so yeah, that answers your question. Yes, it does. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys both for disclosing your friendship, sharing it. It's definitely a goal of anybody, you know, woman or male, by having a 10-year friendship and beyond because we all grow within 10 years and personalities may change, traits may differ, but you still maintain that friendship, which is a beautiful thing. So I appreciate you guys for sharing your points about how women friendships look like, supposed to look like, maintain them. And once again, there's different women friendships. There's not one way to do it, but your way is clearly right. working and we appreciate that. Well, I'd like to say thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And this was fun. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you and CQ for joining us. Um, we're just hoping that once again, that these conversations also transfer outside of just listening, you know, in your spare time, but also extending that conversations within your support group or within your support system. Um, continue to leave us reviews, guys. We just want to thank you so much for the reviews, especially after our last episode, Finding a Friend and a Brother. Um, continue to leave them on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. And... As always, thank you for listening until, oh, actually, one more thing. Uh, so if you want to send us uh, reviews off the platforms, but maybe via email, you can email us at thecommonnomad at gmail.com, T-H-E-C-O-M-M-O-N-N-O-M-A-D at gmail.com. And signing out. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.